My friends, here we go. What an exciting first episode, really, of the Good Good Championships. Here we're going to go over the good, the bad, the ugly, and what's next on the plate, what we can expect coming up from the you know championship series. Okay, I commented uh, on the video once Good Good released it, and I said, groundbreaking episode. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. And... You know, I got some feedback uh, on that saying, well, what was so groundbreaking about that? They, you know, I'm going to, we're going to go through that and I'll tell you exactly what was groundbreaking, which it's should be obvious. It was the first time this was done on YouTube and it was, therefore, that's what groundbreaking is. It's the people who do it first. You're breaking new ground and that's what they did. And they did a a phenomenal job for what they did. And I was grateful that they asked me to come and be the starter. I mean, I felt honored, blessed, privileged to be able to to be there. I was going to do whatever I could to be there anyways, just to watch it and see what was going on. So it was uh, an honor for me to be a part of that. I think anybody would have been like, yeah, thank you very much. And I was just humbled and appreciative to be able to do that and had a great time. So thank you, thank you, thank you, first and foremost for letting the Mr. Short game come along for the journey and, and you know have a, a small little bit part in a incredible, incredible event. So there is good, there is bad, and we're gonna go through that, okay? Because I wanna be objective here and talk through all of this. We'll start with the good, then we'll get in the bad, and then we'll get into what's coming up next and what we can expect. Okay, so here's what I loved about, about the championship. One is this, um, they really had a great crew of players. They had 63 players, I think one didn't make it. He missed a flight or it's like I canceled or something like that. So they had like a great field. They had great, like legitimate players. So that's not easy to do. And they got some really, really great um, players and they, they played great as well. So they lived up to the expectations that, you know, I knew who a lot of them, many of them were just from growing up golf and my kids playing and you know I've seen their names heard about them for many years so it was cool to see them be a part of it and these are guys that are trying to get to the highest level in golf and they're you know they're grinding out there these are guys like living in their car traveling from mini tour to mini tour trying to get on corn ferry trying to play on monday qualifiers trying to qualify for us opens through local and sectional qualifying and like that's these players and, you know, many, many of the top dogs showed up. And what's good, the top 12 who made it are, you know, it's a great, they, the top 12 made it. There were probably a couple, few people that, you know, should have made it and just didn't, whatever. The tournament nerves get you a little bit and you're going to miss a short putt here or there, or hit a few squirrely ones. And it's going to cost you. There was a playoff for the final two spots, like a four for two playoff. And, you know, two guys made it and two guys were heartbroken. So, and you could see just even um, um, Cameron Sis just pumping his fist, like fighting back tears, like he really wanted to make it. And he made it into the top 12. So that was cool to see these guys and the emotions they were putting into it. So 
that's why, you know, it was groundbreaking because what they did was spectacular. The behind the scenes stuff was phenomenally great, beyond good. They had like so many small details that just kind of go overlooked that we wouldn't normally pick up on unless you said something. It's just, it's there, but it's cool. You just don't notice it. The practice putting green had little good, good flags in it. So every tournament I'm in, it's just whatever the golf course has in those practice putting holes. That's what there is, right? Typically it's the course has their own flag and good, good said, no, no, we're going to have our own. So they bought all these little flags and they were on the practice putting green. So that was really good. They also had their own T markers. Now, this is something, you know, uh, people invest in when you're going to do this over and over and over or like weekly, like you're running, let's say a junior uh, program where you have weekly tournaments, then you invest. Some of them don't even invest in their own. They have little cardboard ones that they plop in the ground every tournament. So for them to go buy these high quality T markers for 18 holes, that was top shelf right there. They covered everything. So that was really good. All the staff and the crew behind the scenes, phenomenal. You don't see many of them. All the camera people, they hired local camera operators to come and help out and they, they paid them, right? So they had so many additional camera people other than their own normal good, good crew. They had, they must've had 20 camera operated, like 12 to 20, I, I lost count, but they had numerous. So they were trying to get everything possible to get as much footage as they could for the 63 person uh, field. That's difficult. I mean, there are tea times for a few hours stretched out. So to capture all that, nearly impossible. They had GoPros, this is also great, set up on every single green, right? So th those ran continually all day. So they plugged them into uh, external power or, or bricks of power to keep these GoPros running continually, recording four hours, like, like probably eight hours of footage, every GoPro for 18 whole 18 GoPros. Somebody has to go through all that footage and then download it, save it, put it on. Like it's not easy. So they they really did great there. Um, a lot of people were talking about um, why I didn't play. All right, this is good. This is a good comment, right? I'll, I'll address that here because my projection was four under was going to be the cutoff. That's what I said. That's what I projected prior to even knowing it. Like I, on my video where I showed you everybody's tee shot, I filmed the outro and I, I said four under on that before the, before the first um, group reached the ninth hole. I'm, I'm making my pro projections spot on, right on the money. It was a playoff at four under par. And so why didn't I play? I just didn't think my game was at that level. I had played a few um, events prior to that and I just wasn't like, you know, I wasn't up there. I wasn't going four under. I was scrambling to even get around par. So I wasn't, my game was not sharp. And then when you go in tournament mode, you're always going to be a little bit worse. So to go in that type of tournament where I suspect it's going to be an under par cut, you know, I need some good rounds, practice rounds, you know, playing rounds in skins games, something like that, where I'm going three, four, five, six under par. 
that then I feel comfortable and confident. Then I feel like I can go do it. I wasn't there, not even close. So you just know your own game. I'm not going to go in a tournament where I have like a zero chance. The confidence level is just low. And when the confidence is low, then your game is going to be high. You're going to shoot a high number. And that's just, uh, it's just depressing, you know, and, and it robs you of more confidence. So I'd rather just, Hey, let me get my game sharp. And then if I feel good, feel confident and shoot a high score, I'm cool with that because I felt good going in. So that's why I didn't play. Plus they asked me to announce, uh, the start, be the starter prior to me being able to send in my application. So I was like, I'd rather do that anyways. Thank you very much. So that's why I did that. Another thing I thought was excellent, top quality was the announcing. Okay. Primarily Garrett and Bubby do the voiceover where they're announcing and talking through shot by shot from all the players. It was my, so my wife's watching it with me and she's like, man, they're really good. They're better than PGA tour, live tour announcers. She, they're, they're more engaging, more relatable, more just authentic than these other announcers out there. And she, I liked it. She liked it. It was captivating and it really kept me engaged. I watched the entire thing and I loved how they did it. It was just Garrett talking about, uh, the, 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 the Layla's or whatever his name is like he, Garrett loved his outfit, right. And his hair. And just, he, every time he, we cut back to him, there was an authenticity that you could feel. And it was great. It was really engaging. And same with Bubby. He's just got a great um, rhythm, tempo, timing, pacing to what he does that is enjoyable to listen to and to watch. So that was really good. I loved how they did that. I also loved the fact the edit was phenomenal. Colin and the crew there at Good Good, top shelf editors. Now, it, I was more impressed also with the fact that on Saturday, I get a text from Colin and he, he's asking me if I can share the footage I had of the first tee because I had two cameras there. I had one camera set up on a tripod recording everybody's tee shot, just a lockdown camera record. Every time they hit a shot, I was, I was recording that. And then I had my son, Sky, my camera guy, he's recording me handheld camera doing the announcing, recording the audio and capturing all that. So I sent all of that footage Sunday to Colin. And I'm thinking he's, I'm sending this to him on Sunday. Like how, and he wanted all of it. I sent him all my footage. So I thought maybe he wants a couple guys. He wanted all of them and they used a ton of it. So I'm like, it's Sunday. You announce you're going to have this thing out Thursday. Like no way. Like, there's no way you're getting it out Thursday. So they were late. I don't care if you're late. I care if it's good. And it was excellent. And I'm like thinking to myself, I come from a television background. I was an editor, movie trailers, television shows, TV promos, like all that kind of stuff. I know how long it takes. And when you're getting footage like this on Sunday and you're trying to get it out Monday or I mean on Thursday, whoo. There's no way. I didn't think they'd have it out Thursday. I didn't think they'd have it out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I thought they were going to be a week late. They were a day late. I don't even care. It was excellent. So phenomenal job. That was top shelf. The intro 
was off the hook. It was way above expectations. So I love that. Great job on the edit. Great job filming. Great job with the announcing. So many things were awesome with that video. Now, there's probably more. I'm probably missing a whole bunch of stuff, but I really loved how the tournament was put together. And even the players were saying how much they were impressed with the event. The entry fee was zero. Like there was no entry fee. All they had to do was get there and get their room. And then the top 12 earned a stipend, an additional to uh, what they would earn from the winner, the winning, whatever the payout was, whatever place they finished. So they got an extra um, stipend amount, which would cover, it was, it was enough to cover like their hotel stay for the days they were going to be there. So not only did you not have to pay to get in, you want, if you're the top 12, you're going to stay there a few more nights. You got a little extra to cover your expenses. That was phenomenal. The sponsors they had were fantastic as well. It was presented by Golf Galaxy. Props to them. I don't know how much it kicked in, but you know, I, I'm, they couldn't have done it without Golf Galaxy. So great job. Kudos to Golf Galaxy. Rapsodo was there with their launch monitor. And they did a whole thing with Rapsodo the day after the qualifying round with the top 12, like a, a combine they did and some other uh, fun stuff they did with the top 12. They also were on select tee boxes. So when you see the graphics... Right, and they have the Rapsodo num. That's from Rapsodo. The club speed, the ball speed, the distance, the carry, all that. That's from the Rapsodo number. Putting those graphics on, it looks like oh, you just pop them on. No, you don't just pop them on. They have to specifically <laughs> call in the guys, Max. They have to go. They have to make that graphic in After Effects. The little that's they have to do that manually like there's a way you do it there's plugins and stuff they have to make that for each one and plug in the actual numbers from rap soto it's on their app it says okay this guy hit it 220 yards it ball speed was 178 and they put in that and then they do the effect and it makes it all that's not easy that takes a heck of a lot of time they did all that one by one by one those graphics that they put that has everybody's name those are done like those are difficult to do and it just it looks like oh you just pop it on you don't just pop it on it it takes a minute fantastic rapsodo great job even they had rapsodo it would record impact ball club impact and they would use that for some of the shots phenomenal loved it and uh, great job, Rapsodo. And then the Control Bar was also another sponsor. Uh, those things are pretty good, actually. Now, I don't really eat that kind of stuff because there's too much sh sugar in it for me. I don't like a lot of sugar. So I don't eat those things. If there's sugar in it, I don't do it. If there's not, if it's not all organic or natural, I don't do it. But I think it's all fine other than the sh for me, right? Too much sugar. I try to keep a low sugar intake. It just has to do with inflammation, things like that. Really try to regulate that by what I eat. It'll also help with your, um, your skin in the sun. Like if you eat right, you don't really have to wear, so I'm no doctor, right? I'm not going to say this, but you can protect your skin from the sun by your diet. I don't, cause I don't like putting chemicals on my body. So I'll get a little dark or burnt or whatever. Um, like I said, I'm no doctor. I know a lot of people might say, oh, you be good, Carolina. Look, you can control a lot of it by what you eat. That's all I know. That's how I live. 
So it's, it's working out so far so good. And when I don't eat good, I burn more in the sun. That's just personal speaking. Do your own research on that one. So all that graphics and sponsors, fantastic. Great job. The edit itself and how it was put together, the flow, the pacing, it's fantastic. You followed the right players at the right times and you put it together in a way that it was entertaining, it had a storyline, story arc. It wasn't, it was long, but it wasn't too long for what it was. So excellent job with all of that. Now let's just move to the bad because there's some bad in it that needs, hopefully will change in future versions of this. It's probably not going to change much. Uh, it might in the next one or two episodes of the finals. We'll see, but here's what was bad. It was pretty obvious that GoPro footage on every hole was bad, right? It was, it was not good. And I don't know why I know the GoPro is a really wide angle lens and it was far away from the green. It was, might've been too far. And I don't know why it was so soft. It was certainly not focusing in on the right spot, but when it's so far away, I, I don't know what happened. But that was bad. Like, it was obvious. Here's what's cool, though, is you can always get away with a bad picture. You can never get away with bad sound, bad audio. There was no bad audio, right? They voiceovered it. So it worked. They added shot tracers from the aerial drone and from the GoPro as well to kind of help make up for the fact that you could, like, they could have put anybody there and said it was anybody else. It wouldn't even matter. You couldn't barely see it. But I'm sure they used the right guys. It, it was just very, very challenging to see. And you're like, you know, like what, what's going on? That was bad. All right. So that's just the GoPro footage was no good. And I think it's expensive. Like, what are you going to do, right? You don't have the budget of CBS to produce something. So how do you do it? I don't know. There's a, Hopefully they kind of work it out in the future so we can get better lock off footage like that. Because the tour does that, but they have these giant... Uh, poles in the air with a really nice camera on it, you know, firing straight down. So you can kind of see a lot clearer, a lot better. It's not a GoPro. GoPro is not going to work. It works great on the cart cam, which was used for the top 12 in everybody's cart. So everybody had a cart and those ran continually for each person's round. Some people spoke to the camera, some didn't, but it'll be your typical close up GoPro in the golf cart coming in the next episodes. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they did it like that on the green in the final two rounds because there was only three tee times. There's 12 players, three people per tee time. Uh, no, four people per tee time in the final round. So three tee times. So that was great. So that should improve uh, in the next two episodes. The other bad is, and I don't know how bad it is, but you don't really know the players. Right? So that's the problem. We know the guys from Good Good and everybody likes watching them do their thing on the golf course and it's entertaining and they have charisma and engagement with the camera and like the audience knows them. So we feel like there's a connection there. You don't know any of these other guys, right? Uh, so that's, that's a challenge. Like, who's that guy? I don't know. I don't know him. He never spoke to the camera. He never talked. And there's nothing there other than, okay, the guy's a great player. He shot six under. Okay, cool. Like, eh, we don't know them. So I don't know how you tackle that. You're going to know them better in the next episode or two, however many more they put together, because they have interviews with them. 
They have that Rapsodo. I think that might be its own turn, um, video. We'll see coming out prior. We'll see how they do that. But you, I'm sure we're going to get to know the 12 better. But 63, we're never going to know them. So that's the challenge. That's kind of a, a letdown. So that's, that's, I didn't like that. But it's, what do you do, right? Leave a comment um, and, and comment down below. Like, what do you do about that piece of it? Maybe you have some good ideas. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. I'm going to keep you updated on everything that's going on. There's a few more bad things with this championship that I think should be able to, if we could change it in the future, that would be really good. Not, the other bad was that I, there was no fans, right? There's no fans out there. And I know why they did this is because it's not live, right? It's going to be edited. So if you don't, if you let fans there, you, the, it's going to leak. The, the results are going to get out there and too many people are going to know. And how do you contain that? It's, it's challenging. So, the, and you really felt the impact of no fans when the dude got the hole in one on 17, he aces it. And there's three people clapping like in the group. That's all there was. So you're like, dude, just got a hole in one and nobody's going crazy like you would with the, the fans bottles being thrown, massive applause and cheers and roars like you hear on the tours. None of that was there. So that was that was kind of bad. You're like, you got a hole in one and it just kind of fell flat because of the fact that there's nobody there screaming and hooting and hollering. So I don't know. Again, I don't know how you tackle that and not leak it. I wish there was a way, and this is another bad, that I wish it was live streamed because then it just happens in real time and you're done. You don't really have to go through this whole editing process. You can have it stream and there's ways to do it. It's super difficult. It's super expensive. And that would kind of solve the problem of not being able to get fans in there because then you could put fans in there and live stream the thing. So I wish that was the, the you know, the, uh, the, the, the thing I wish you could do that. Uh, maybe in the future it can be done. This was the first one. Don't forget, it's first one, and each one I guarantee you will get better and better and better. I don't know when the next one is. There's other stuff coming up, but I don't know when the next one of these is going to be. And this is kind of good and bad, and it's the fact that there was only one qualifying round, just 18 holes. That's it. Like, do or die. It's bad because... Maybe you want two rounds and you just kind of have a quicker paced video and just get down to the final 12 kind of in like, let's say a 30 minute video of 36 holes. Two rounds would have been cool, but one round's fine. Like I, it, it's not a make or break for me, but it's just guys you could tell were a little tight. A lot of them were a little tight and you don't have like round two to make up for any bad mistakes. This is all you got round round one, which is good. It's like a Monday qualifier. So it's come out, you know, gunslinging and that's the way it's going to be. So it's good and bad. Hopefully in the future, we'll just maybe speed it up, but you want to create that storyline. You want to follow certain players. I wish I knew more of the players better as a viewer. That's what I was hoping for. Now what's coming up in the future. Okay. We know good, good has announced that they want to do a 
YouTube championship. And that's coming up in September, in the fall, right? Um, early fall. And they want to put that together and have that, I believe in Florida or something like that, and have like a Ryder Cup, like a YouTube Ryder Cup thing. So, uh, you know, other people like uh, Grant and Micah and these guys, that they've been doing like the YouTube championships. I mean, but they, there's like only a few people there. So it doesn't really feel like a real YouTube championship. It just feels like, hey, you're like, it's us four, and we're calling it a championship. Okay, it's not a, it's not a true championship. So they're good. Good's trying to do the Ryder Cup, and Rick Shields trying to do his YouTube championship as well. And hopefully that, you know, rumor has it that possibly they will all come together and have it all at once. That would be pretty awesome if that transpires and that works out here coming up soon. I would really really like that. Now you might a lot of I got a lot of flack for this, a lot of flack, which was why didn't I pick Fat Perez and Andrew Jensen and Zach Radford and Luke Peavy? Why didn't I pick them to qualify for you know the top twelve in the Good Good Championship? I, here's why: because I know the player, I knew a ton of the players in the championship, and I'm like, there's no way they're going to beat these guys. There's just no, I know these guys. I know there's no way. And I didn't think they would shoot four under. And in tournament mode against the, the field that was there, I'm just like, there's just no chance. And I wouldn't say no chance, but there's always a chance. But the odds were just, I'm, I'm playing the odds here. So I didn't pick them. Nothing against their game or anything. I wouldn't have picked me. So that's kind of where I stood with it. I do wish, and I like I said, I'm looking forward to a true YouTube, a true YouTube championship would be as many YouTubers as possible. Let's go. Not let's produce a video for my channel, your channel, your channel, and your channel. We're gonna do 12 videos, all YouTube championships. It's gonna be the four of us, and that's all we're gonna do. Like that's not, it's cool to watch, right? Don't get me wrong, those are fun videos to watch. And it, those are great. It's just not a true YouTube championship. So I'm hoping for the real deal YouTube championship. What I've always advocated for is this, is more a live style YouTube championship where it's, let's say, me versus this guy. And this how everybody's in the same league, similar, let's say, baseball. You got an NFC East and, or football, whatever. You got a AFC West, AFC East, North, South, East, West, and there's four people in the South, four people in the North, four people in the East, four people in the West, and you you play matches, like nine-hole match here and nine-hole match there, and then you keep tallies and standings of where everybody's at. We all put it all on our own channels as we play each other as we go, and we're keeping a running total of all our matches, and then there's a playoff and you're seated based on your record for the season, and then you come together, you all come together, and then that's where it's, uh, it, it transpires the final playoff brackets. You go here, da, 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 and you come out with a YouTube champion. And it could be, to, you know, work out a lot of things like two-man teams or 
to, you know, whatever it is, there's, it's, whether it's individual or team. But there's ways to do it to where it could work on everybody's channel and it could be also, if, if good, good were to do it, then the finals would be on their channel, right? They, they'd have rights to the finals or Rick would have, Rick Shields would have the right to the final, you know, couple episodes or the, the, the finals on his channel. However, it kind of pans out, which I, like I wouldn't have a, an issue with that at all. Like if, if, if I'm playing a match against somebody else and it goes on Rick Shields' channel, that's fantastic. That's great. Like, I don't care who, if it's on my channel or there, it doesn't matter, right? It's all a collaborative thing. That's kind of where I would do it. But I would also be a, happy to be a part of anything where everybody gets together, all the YouTubers get together and creators get together and compete for a true YouTube champion season one right season two and so on and so forth and that's what we do but those things are coming up it's going to be pretty amazing and i'm looking forward to what's coming up but what's coming up with good good championship is we're going to have the the next two rounds of the 12 they have 36 holes to play and it's going to be uh, a pretty cool watch and yes it is groundbreaking because it's just never been done before like this. It's fantastic, great work. I'm not just like being a good, good homer here. I'm like trying to be objective and true to what I, I saw, not just what I was a part of, but what I saw. There's good, there's bad, there's things that could be better. And either way, it's groundbreaking in the sense it's never been done before and it's only gonna get better and it's already really, really good. So, hope you enjoyed it. Do the stuff. Subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Comment below. Let me know what you think of all this. We'll see you guys next time.